Second Brian. Gene, yeah. can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. You're a little bit louder, but we can hear you. Brought to us by the magic of Skype. <laughs> I like how I like how me and uh, Brian are on uh, just audio, and Eugene's like, "I'm gonna bust out with the video." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 get back to the national team, but okay, we'll get back to we'll that. Get back to that. We'll get back to that, Brian. We can talk about your starting eleven later. But uh, Eugene, how's it going? Going well. How how's everybody tonight? Pretty nice good. And, nice and toasty. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty cold here too. What you got? What do you got degrees wise? Oh man, I don't know. I have to have to look it up now. I guess it was uh, it was snowing this morning, so uh, and then it got progressively colder uh, throughout the day, which made the after work walking the dog fun. <laughs> um, don't tell me now. I don't know. It's cold. It's below freezing. I'm not even gonna ask. Brian, how warm it is in freaking Arizona? Uh, it's sixty-one. No one cares, man. No one cares. <laughs> it, it's it, it's twenty here. Ah, uh, twenty. It's a balmy twenty. <laughs> it feels like zero right now in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so we can hear you, Jim. But just try to speak up just a little bit, but. Sure wanted to talk about this article you wrote on uh, FMF State of Mind about League MX. If they want to, be, if it wants to become a global league, it has to speak globally. Give us a recap of that article. Sure thing. So, a couple weeks back, uh, Tom Marshall and uh, the, the gang doing the uh, podcast. Uh, the, uh, what's the name of the podcast? Mexican Soccer Show. Yeah. Thank you. The, uh, the Mexican soccer show brought up a, a, a good kind of talking point about how he thought the league was was kind of at a crossroads where it really needed to assess where it was as far as is it a league that is primarily to develop young Mexican talent and give them professional minutes or is it more of a league uh, where they're going to look to bring in the best uh, talent from from elsewhere um, and, you know, it's really something that, that kind of struck a nerve with me. And one of the things that I think that is going to be critical pretty much regardless of how they look to go is going to be having some sort of digital footprint. Um, you know, there are two teams that, that have very good uh, footprints in English and, and Spanish, uh, Tijuana and uh, Santos. But then you have other teams that have... A, a Spanish-only presence. You have some teams that don't even have a working website like Leon. Uh, you know, they really dropped the ball. They signed Landon Donovan. They signed Giles Barnes. And they don't have anything in English. Their website's broken in both English and Spanish. And it's, you know, it's kind of struck me as like, okay, well, how do you guys see yourselves? How do you want to move forward? Uh, you know, because what you have working now isn't, isn't great. Isn't that kind of go in line with the Liga MX website? Isn't that still in Spanglish? It, it really is. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's there's part of me that wants to see a, a Liga MX site in English and in Spanish. Uh, but there's part of me that wants to, to hang on to that Spanglish because I'm just so used to how weird it is. It's kind of a, a good uh, metaphor for the league itself. It's just 
kind of halfway between English and Spanish, and it's kind of weird, and it kind of works, but not really. Uh, and it's it's kind of fun when you try and use it. So it's like when my friends come over to my house, and me and my parents speak in half English, half Spanish. We just flip flop back and forth without even thinking about it, and they're like, "Do you guys talk like that the whole time?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't even notice it. Hey, Denny's just promoted an ad with Geo, and it's all in Spanglish. <laughs> I wonder if that, that that's probably just like a local Cali ad, right? I don't think I don't know. I don't no know. It. <laughs> yeah, so I read it and I was just like I thought about it, I'm just like, this is exactly why I don't like I go to like the you know, people's blogs or people's Twitter accounts or the same reason I even started my own Twitter account just because it's like it's like, I read some article with someone, some guy from some sports agency was saying, like, Liga MX is, like, the most undervalued sports property in the world. Yep, saw that, too. Like, yeah, that was uh, Dan Cohen from, from Octagon Sports. Yeah, and it's just, like, yes, like, it's so true. It's so, like, I mean, every every week when you go to, like, a world soccer talk and it's, like, they post the, the ratings... The first five oh, yeah. games are always Liga MX games. It doesn't matter what, what what's going on. Oh, yeah, big numbers. It, it is by and large the most watched soccer uh, uh, tournament, I guess, in, in the United States by far. It, it it's far and away bigger than MLS. It's far and away bigger than the EPL. Um, there really is no competition as far as soccer goes. And I would, you know, I'm not a I'm not a television ratings junkie, but I would be interested to see how it compares to things like Major League Baseball to the NBA, to to the NHL. Um, you know, I know that it doesn't touch football, the NFL, but, um, you know, I, I'm guessing it's kind of encroaching on that NHL, Major League Baseball kind of territory where it, it's becoming too big to continually ignore. And I am a huge sports ratings nerd, and, yeah, it's the best League MX games draw, what, like 3 million people, to give or take, on Univision. Yeah, I around mean, there. That's that's how much ESPN draws on a, for their good basketball games, and that's how much Major League Baseball wishes they drew. I mean, but it's just crazy because I mean, I mean, I'm in Chicago, so it's a big Hispanic market. So we have three Spanish channels like over the air, like full. Mm-hmm. I mean, how what is it by you, Brian, out in uh, Arizona? I think it's three to four. I think it's three or four. Yeah. What is it out I by you? I want to say here. In Philly, let's see, there's Azteca, there's Univision, and there's Telemundo. Uh, there might be one more, but, I mean, I, I've, I've had uh, Verizon for a while now, so I just, you know, I just get the Spanish language package, so I get them all, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, and it just, it just and then, like, the one thing, I don't know if you feel the same way, Brian, when, like, I mean, obviously, I tweet in English the whole time, and then I'll say mm-hmm. something, like, oh, they should... Or I've even seen articles like on an FMN where we'll <clears throat> we'll write something and it's like oh it should it should stay Spanish like why why do you care I'm like dude if your club whether it's Puebla Chivas if they had more money they can bring in more players they can bring more Yinyaks they can bring in more massive guys yeah so it's just like yeah. it's not just about it's just just not just about like oh it's gonna be more Americanized or more whatever it's like dude it's just money no <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's that's exactly right. I don't think it's Americanizing it. I think that you have, you know, a large Mexican-American population here, first, second, third generation. 
And I think that those folks uh, are, are, you know, as easily able to get into it, at, you know, or would be, it would be easier for them to get into it if it was in English uh, than, than Spanish, of course, you know, they speak some Spanish, uh, you know, but I feel like, you know, adding an English language Twitter feed or website portion is only going to help grow the tent. It's only going to help bring in new fans, you know. Um, and that 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 goes for even clubs like Chivas. I mean, and it goes for for the big clubs. It goes for the small clubs. I mean, that's something that even a Lobos Bop could do for very little money would be to have somebody. They don't even have to be in Puebla or Mexico. They can be located anywhere where they would just, you know, watch a game and and get some some material from from the the press officer at the club. Do a rough translation into English and then and then publish it on a, on an official. Twitter feed or Facebook uh, feed or something like that, mm-hmm. and you immediately open yourself up to this much much larger audience. Absolutely, I know Brian, you're a big uh, Club America fan. Um, I know. Do you guys ever follow like the EPL where they have like Arsenal TV or every like English team has like their own little what their own little portal on their site? Now, yeah, I, I know we've kind of talked about Chivas TV. Would you pay five dollars a month for like more content from your from Club America, if somebody was in English, I mean, if it's different, yeah, if it's different perspectives and stuff, like I, I mean, I don't five bucks, that's fine, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, uh, I used to be kind of like not really into like the whole big deal. I've never like, oh, it's not that big of a deal if a site in Spanish or whatever. And then I watched the games on Facebook, and I remember that it was like the Classico, the America Chivas, and it was like thirty five thousand people reviewing in. I'm like, actually, it is kind of interesting to see a different point of view, especially even if it's in English. You know what I mean? Which is like, I, maybe they should really utilize that. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, th- I think that, you know, adding, adding an English language uh, commentator is kind of like the next step after clubs bring up their, their social media, their digital footprint. I think that that is something that you look at as a, a little bit more of an investment, um, especially mm-hmm. if you're talking about going the route of, of a Chivas TV or, or like they do in England where you have like uh, Crystal Palace TV or Man United TV or what have you, um, you know, that, that's a significant amount more investment because you have to not only be able to produce the games, but you have to be able to produce content when you're not having games. Um, you know, so I, I can see how that might be something for the, the big clubs, for the Chivas, for the uh, for the Americas right now. Um, and and the, the, the smaller, and I hate to say it, but the poorer clubs don't do that right away. But, you know, doing the digital footprint kind of comes first. And then you can worry about the bigger picture stuff, about producing your own um, hour-long specials or producing, you know, your own television channel. Mm-hmm. Especially with like sites kind of starred for, for sports content like Facebook. I mean, I know Univision wasn't doing it was anything special. They were just simulcasting and just having some guy speak in English in a studio, not even at the game. But yeah. who's to say Univision can't do like, hey, we're we'll do one game in English all all out. We're gonna put it on Facebook, and then hey, Facebook, we're gonna throw in some more ads. They make some more money. I mean, it's just. That's a little bit more in-depth, but like to your point, you can literally have an intern sit there, send some tweets in Spanish, 
Just just go to the press conference, Club America, sit there, let Piojo talk, translate it into English. There you go. Yeah. yeah for sure. And, you know, a, a lot of a lot of clubs now have players that, that speak English or at least some other foreign language. Um, you know, it's it's Tijuana. They've got, you know, all sorts of, of players. You know, America has Joe Corona. Uh, Leon now has Landon Donovan. Uh, but they also have Giles Barnes. You look at, you know, a guy like Lucas Cavallani, uh, who's Canadian. You know, so, so all of these clubs have somebody that they could, uh, even to kind of hook in English-speaking fans, to have a, an English-only interview. And, and like, oh, it's okay, like, that's that's cool because nobody else is getting this. Or, you know, like, this is strictly for English-speaking fans. And, Just post and, it on your YouTube page. You yeah, go. exactly. So <laughs> on YouTube, you mm-hmm. can put it out. On, on, on a Facebook page or, or a Twitter feed. And again, you know, uh, it, it costs nothing to to start a Twitter feed. It costs nothing to start a Facebook page. Um, you know, it costs nothing to start your own YouTube channel. Um, you know, and, and so these are these are low cost things that clubs c- could and, and, and in my opinion should be doing. The only benefit of them not doing it is it gives people like us kind of an avenue because there is no other place to go for for English language content you know yeah. you you can't just tune into the club's website or onto a specific channel because you know ESPN in English isn't talking about this and there's you know the, the clubs aren't for the most part aren't producing their own English language content so it's really uh, given us kind of an avenue to, to do our thing and, and to to um, you know, have that kind of voice in, in this overall conversation, which is which is cool. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, we can only do so much. Um, you know, journalists can only do so much. It, it would be better uh, for the clubs and for the league itself too to to kind of put out some some English language content to make that kind of effort. So, I mean, I've like the best my favorite my favorite Twitter is Mexican soccer Twitter in La Liga because everyone's going crazy. And then you get the random people who are like, oh, I'm watching this game. I have no idea what the announcers are saying, but it looks really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, I was so, going to say something on that. I remember when ESPN tried to do a thing for the Mexican national team in English. And, they, you know, they brought two guys who are fluent in Spanish. But I'm like, you don't even have to do that. You can have commentators that don't speak Spanish who still know the game. You know what I mean? Uh, right. to, to, bring, to bring that to you know, an English-based audience. And I'm like, you don't have to get a guy that already speaks Spanish. You can get guys that, you know, who are former players or anything like that, or you can mix it up, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. And, and you know, something uh, something to kind of consider, uh, you know, I, I know everybody, especially Liga Mekis Twitter, has their own feelings on MLS, but I think one thing that everybody can agree that they do right is when they do the broadcast on, on Unimas, they have it simulcast in English and in Spanish. So yep. if, you know, it's normally in Spanish, and then you hit the SAP button, and then you get the English language feed. Um, and I, I don't see any reason why, you know, Univision couldn't do something like that, especially because I, I believe they're owned by, by NBC. Yeah, I think it's a so, good, yeah. really good idea. Yeah. You know what's so funny? It, is, isn't the MLS uh, Spanish guys, aren't those the Liga MX English guys? <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. That, I think so. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> so it's just like you have the people, 
it's just try a little bit more and it's just like it's just it just it just annoys me because it's like I'm not saying hey every MLS or every league MX team should go do a Chivas TV but it's just like no hey yeah. most I'm sure someone on your marketing staff speaks English go to one of your players who speaks English and just talk to him for two minutes I mean like Moises Munoz speaks perfect English like I didn't yep. know that till last year yeah I mean and it's not like these teams don't travel to america enough i mean chivas is up there every every break they're having a game up there so is club america it's just i mean granted yeah. those clubs can just sell out any mls stadium without even talking in english but it's just a missed opportunity i think i feel like i don't know yeah i think so too but you know i i really think that at, at some point clubs are going to kind of see that this is a great avenue into an untapped market. I, I, you know, uh, it, it's rumored that Club America is, is going to have their, their own English language content soon. And, you know, I think that's going to be huge. I think, you know, Tijuana is kind of a, a, a niche market. You know, uh, unless you're in Southern California, you don't really pay attention to them. Uh, Santos is kind of a niche market, you know. Um, but I think Club America, I think, you know, a big team uh, like a Club America or like a Chivas, um, you know, doing this and doing it well, uh, it really can kind of shift the balance because, uh, you know, Santos and Tijuana have proved that it, it can work and, and, and you can do this. And and I think if they, if Club America does it well, other teams will take notice and go, look, we're, we're behind the curve on this and, and mm-hmm. we, we need to catch up, you know, because we are losing potential fans in the United States. You know, there's... 350 million potential fans here in the, in the U.S. Um, you know that are just waiting to to find a team that they like, and you know one of the the easiest ways to do that is to reach out to them in, in, in their native tongue. And there might be a bunch of Tom Harrisons and Tom Marshalls out there in England. I mean, yep. I'm surprised at how many people out there like watch MLS in England. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia Union fan, and, and as terrible as they are, they've got fans in England um, and, and Japan. So, you know, uh, and, and they've never had an English or Japanese player. They just, you know, I don't, I don't know how these people got into in, into the team. But, you know, people have their own reasons. And, you know, I, I see that I can see that absolutely happening, especially when you have English players like a Ravel Morrison, you know, um, guys that have played over in England as well that, are, that, are, that have that kind of name recognition. You have guys that have played in Italy and Syria. You know, you have a uh, case Honda played in Syria and it was Japanese. So you can have all these different inroads into these different countries. And, you know, I, I think the Yamekis is getting better at, I should say, I think the clubs in Liga Yamekis are getting better at doing some sort of outreach and getting their games broadcast live in countries um but there's still miles of work to go there's still tons of work to go and um you know you know if you if you look at the big power leagues you look at the big leagues in the world uh the epl the bundesliga la liga syria you know everybody rattles those four off what do those four all have in common they all have gigantic television deals to every corner of the globe yep. you know and if Liga MX wants to do to to become that, 
uh, or even something something like that. You know, um, there's there's no, there's no shame in being fifth when you consider those are the top four. Um, you know, that's that's doable. Uh, you just have to kind of seize that opportunity and and, and make that uh, make those deals happen. You know. Hey Brian, <clears throat> yes. What's the most popular team in China? What basketball team? Like right now, like the yeah. NBA team. Yeah. Um, would it be the Warriors? No, it's the Rockets. <laughs> oh, Rockets. that's right, the Yao Ming. Because Yao Ming. Ming. Yeah. Yao Ming hasn't played in the NBA for like what, like eight years? Yeah, something, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So Houston makes so much money in China off of one player they had eight years ago. Oh, that's right, and they do their heritage thing, yes. right? They do the heritage jersey with yeah. the uh, Chinese. Uh, yeah. They, all the other teams do. Oh, let's do Latin night. They yeah. have games. They have China, their jerseys say Rockets in Chinese. Yeah. All off of one player. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm a United fan mostly because Chicharito played there, and that player's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. So what's what's to say these random Japanese fans can't be Bachuca fans in five years just because Honda played there? You know, it's just like you got to set the roots. It's just it's just, it's frustrating, especially when when like because when I talk to other when I, not other when I talk to like like some like Mexican soccer journalists, they always tell me how much of a pain it is to try to get any interviews or any like access from Liga MX clubs. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's like. It's like these guys work for like ESPN. It's just like, why wouldn't you like talk to them? Like, <laughs> that's the the other thing too. I was going to mention though before I forget was Eugene said something about it, like making you know the English available to your club and that the little clubs will follow. The other thing we have to remember is this is a this is a league with a lot of parity. This isn't dominated by two clubs, so there that that would be that's even a smarter thing because. Okay, you could see a bunch of fans, you know, start following Pachuca. You could find a bunch of fans for Pumas. You could find a bunch of fans, you know, coming in and supporting, you know, Club America. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different. There's a lot of parity. There's, you know, the 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 playoffs are crazy. Like, this would benefit Liga MX massively to do that. You know, I I, I completely agree. I mean, I think, you know, out of the eighteen teams, I think. 14, 15 of them are, are pretty stable, uh, you know, unless something disastrous happens, they're not going to get relegated. You know, I think you can make the case for for better crews. I think Lobos Blop is still kind of hanging on. But, you know, for, yeah. for the most part, these clubs are, 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 are stable. They're not going to go anywhere. And, you know, once you have that kind of stability uh, to, to know, uh, you know, where you're going to be playing next year, you can make those kind of decisions. And, and again, I, I feel like this is a, a small investment for any club to, to make, even even some of the ones who may be going down. And even if you're a club looking to get up in, into, into Liga Mekis, if you're mm-hmm. uh, a Brijes or if you're, uh, you know, especially Juarez, I mean, they're right there on the border with El Paso. I mean, that would be, again, a perfect opportunity to, to come up with something different, to come yeah. up with English language feed so that if you do wind up getting promoted into Liga MX, you have that. You have that recognition already. People know who you are. You know, people in El Paso would know, okay, well, this is this is that team that plays, you know, 20 minutes over the border and I'm, I'm seeing them on on Univision every every Friday or every Saturday or whatever. Um, yeah. Let me let me check this out. Let me go to a game, you know. 
and it's so, like you said, it's so damn easy. Just turn on Univision or any Spanish language channel on the weekend. Chances are it's showing League of MX. Yeah, I mean that's 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 how I got into League of MX uh, when I was a kid growing up in Florida. One of the channels that we got was was Telemundo, and I would watch on weekends, you know, them playing soccer. I remember watching, you know, Pumas versus Veracruz a long, long time ago. And and going, you know, this is this is awesome, and, and it, that's that's what kind of got me into it, and you know, I, I don't see any reason why there isn't somebody else who could have a similar experience, and I don't see why there there wouldn't be somebody else who could have a similar experience made a little easier if this is done in English or they have something in English to look up. It's just it's just like such a missed opportunity. It's kind of crazy. You think about it. Um... Yeah, I mean, one thing I want to ask you is, how bad is this rollout by Leon signing Landon Donovan? No website. <laughs> I can't even buy the jersey online. I can't, like... <laughs> I mean, so, if, if we're looking if we're looking at everything that, that's gone into it, it, it's, it, I feel like it's gone rather well. For them, and I'm being honest here, I feel like it's gone rather well for them. But is that only because Donovan speaks perfect? Well, speaks really good Spanish. No, not not only because of that. That that certainly weighs into it. But I, I think that one of the biggest things around this was the the kind of buzz that was generated because it took so long because there was rumors and it was it started off. Everybody thought it was a joke. Everybody thought it yeah. was some. Frank, that he, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, Landon Donovan's going to unretire and go play for Leon of all clubs in Mexico. Okay, sure, that's going to happen. And it did. And, and, you know, over a period of, of, like, what, two weeks, three weeks, we watched it unfold, and, and it just kept growing. And then when it actually happened, you know, this was big news. This was big news on, on the Spanish-language uh, news. It was big news in, in Spanish-language sports news. It was big news in English-language sports news. Um, you know, and and I think to to that degree, it, it went it went pretty much as well as it could have been scripted. Yes, there were hangups. Not having the jersey available for sale is pretty unforgivable. Um, not having a working website is pretty unforgivable. Um, even if you just change the, the the front page to to your schedule, or you know, or something like that, or, or or a link to your Twitter feed, like. You have to you have to do something to to, to that end, um, you know. Um, but that that is kind of a small part of it, um, you know. I think getting the Leon uh, Copa Mx game that was on last night onto ESPN Deportes was was brilliant. Um, I didn't realize it was on. It, you know, I looked through the the TV guide to see if it was going to be on. They were supposed to be showing some some boxing match or some something i don't even remember what, what it was supposed to be and I, I happened to be flipping through and saw that it was it was on i was like oh my god like this is and you know i know i know donovan's not gonna be playing but still i i, I want to tune in i want to you know are they gonna is he gonna be in the crowd are they gonna show him are they gonna down there they're gonna be talking about him what are they gonna be saying you know um so so to to that end to have have that kind of flexibility with espn to to kind of uh, have this big buzz drawn up around uh, the signing was great but yeah um you know for, for a social media 
thing for a website for for not being able to, to, to buy a jersey that was uh as another podcast would say suboptimal <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy they're probably they're gonna make money off this literally by playing oh let's just play two extra friendlies during like fifa windows in mls stadiums oh let's go to san jose let's go to like, big any, time yeah <laughs> I think Big Leon time. and the Galaxy aren't going to play a friendly at some point. I've got some there has to be yeah. in Nebraska to sell you. Yeah, like, yeah. you know it's going to happen. So it's it's sure. a smart move. It's a smart move, and just it's just I don't know. I'm pretty like, it's it's exciting to be a Liga MX fan right now. It's, it's exciting and frustrating at the same time. It's just yeah. It's it, it is, but I mean for me, and maybe I'm the the eternal optimist here, like. I'm, I'm like excited. I'm, I'm excited to have more people tuning in, more people paying attention to the league. Like, you know, I've, I've known how awesome League MX is for, for years. Um, and, and trying to, to get people to in, into it, it hasn't always been the easiest sell. Um, but now that they have somebody like Landon Donovan, you know, Captain America, Mr. American Soccer Personified, uh, playing for Leon, uh, you know, for the next year, um, that, you know, that gets people interested, that gets people paying attention. Hey, you're into Mexican soccer, right? Can you tell me a little bit about this team? You know, oh, I heard, I heard Landon Donovan signed in Mexico. Like, when when do you think he's going to play? When, when, you know, when do they play? You know, getting questions like that, like, I I love it. You know, I'm always happy to talk to to people about that and get them into it because, you know, I've, Again, I've been watching for so long. I, I just I, I enjoy it so much. I'm, I'm I want other people to kind of share in that. You know, I, I'm I'm one of the grow the tent guys. You know, bring everybody in. Let's you know get as many people into to league Mackey's as we can, and uh, you know flip on the television and all watch it together. Kind of kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, it's so damn easy to watch league Mx. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, it's something I something I tell people all the time. It's like, look, you don't need the sports if, package. If, I mean. If, if you've ever woke up at four in the morning to watch Manchester United on, a, on an illegal Bulgarian stream, you can stay up and watch a game at six o'clock on Saturday in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's much, you know, it's, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, I guess to finish off the segment, how do you think uh, Lennon's going to do it, Leon? Yeah. <sighs> Thirty-five-year-old Landon, who has played three hundred minutes in three years. You know, I I love seeing a thirty-five-year-old Donovan as much as I have loved seeing a forty-three-year-old Qualtamac Blanco. As much as I love seeing million-year-old Conejo Perez. You know, as a, as a fellow old dude, like yeah, man, go out there and do it, get it. Um, but you know, I think he, I think he's going to struggle at first. I think uh, you know, just getting back into the pace and the flow of the game. Um, but I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if he at least at first comes off off the bench and has some some solid games. You know, I mean, I, I feel like he can probably go out there for for 15 minutes, 20 minutes to start and just ball like, you know, I don't I don't feel like he's lost that much of a step where he's going to go out there and embarrass himself. You know, I think is he going to be <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you know, is he going to be the same Landon Donovan from 2009? Of course not. You know, of course not. But uh, 
he's got, I feel like he's got what it takes to 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 be a, a good sub, uh, maybe a spot starter. Um, you know, a, after some time, obviously not not right away. And he signed a year contract, right? So until December of this year. That's that's what I heard. I heard it's 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 one year, and I think it was one hundred eighty thousand a month. Hundred eighty thousand a month. I think so. I think that's 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 the report that I saw. Wow. Uh, dollars or pesos? <laughs> it didn't say. <laughs> two million dollars. Two million. I mean, like I said, don't make that back. Don't make that back. Well, they'll make it back. You know, these these clubs aren't hurting for money. Um, you know, on that on that same podcast where I kind of got the idea to, to kind of explore this this topic. You know, they were talking about uh, a guy, um, you know, uh, like like Jurgen Damm. Uh, okay, you know, everybody wants to go to Europe, but he's he's not going to play in Barcelona. He's not going to play with Real Madrid. He'd be better off to stay in Mexico. You know, Tom Marshall was saying he'd be better off staying in Mexico and make the money he can because he's not going to make that if he's playing in Poland or yeah. in, in, in the championship or or something like that, you know. So... You know, I I feel like two million isn't necessarily a stretch, especially when if they're looking at it to get a return on on that investment simply from getting a new fans and merchandise sales and that sort of thing. Um, I know you're not a big uh, MLS fan, Brian, but do you know what the MVP award is in MLS? You know what's named? What is it named? Do you know what it is, in Eugene? <laughs> Yeah, I was there when they when they unveiled it. It's the Landon Donovan most valuable player. <laughs> they took they, a, they, a the last time college football. The last time they had the the super draft in Philadelphia, uh, they had Donovan there, and they unveiled that that trophy. And I never thought I would be talking about the 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 man that the MVP trophy <laughs> and was named after playing in Liga MX. <laughs> Yeah. I never thought that was going to happen. So if any MLS fans come after me and say Liga MX isn't that good, I'm like, yeah, well, your MVP award is named after a bench player in Leon. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like speaking on Donovan, like I, I don't, yeah, I don't see you know, Captain America coming out here and like needing to lead Club Leon. I mean, they were a, a Liga team, which is which benefits, which is a benefit for him because, okay, if it's the seventy third minute. You, you put him in there, you know, he, he can, you know, hold the ball up. He can uh, make some, you know, crisp passes, you know, late in the game. Like, that that benefits both sides. So, you know, I, I think this is much more off the field, you know, benefits. But it's not like he's not going to be able to contribute. So I think there's, you know, I think he might have some success, as we were saying here. For sure. I think it's a, I think it's a much different situation than he was put in when he unretired uh, with the Los Angeles Galaxy. I mean, they kind of needed his services. It's okay, uh, yeah. And, I mean, he he did as well as a guy could do on, on short rest and only playing seven games. But Le- Leon doesn't need that. You know, Leon, yeah. had, Leon had a solid team before they acquired Donovan. Um, so that's I, I feel like that's a perfect situation for him to go into because, you know, they're not going to be reliant on him. They don't need him to produce you know, uh, seven goals a, a season or something like that. You know, no, you just yeah. Go out there and, and fill in as a sub or, like I said, like a spot starter if somebody gets injured, um, you know, and, and just kind of hold it together for a couple games. 
I wonder when their TV contract is up. <laughs> so they can get a, a bigger deal now <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if you know, hey, if that's the sort of thing that that's up at the, in in June or July, that's 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 a hell of a bargaining chip. I'm sure the, those friendlies will find their way on ESPN three. Those garbage friendlies during the, <laughs> the FIFA window. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, you want to stick around for the last segment? It's just a couple questions, fan questions. You're yeah, done? sure. I'll hang. All right, let's. Let's. Uh, well, we should I that. finish my eleven? Yeah, should I finish, finish my 11? eleven. Yeah, finish your okay. eleven. That, that's, that's actually okay. a question anyway. So. Yeah. All right. So Thanks, I had uh, a three-four-one-two keeper guy from Cholos Playud uh, in the back, Montes Alvarez, and then Vargas making his debut for Mexico's senior team. Then I got Gael Sandoval, Jonathan Gonzalez, Jonah Dos Santos, and then Gallardo on the left. Uh, as attacking mid, I have Guzman for Pachuca. Then Martin and Alexis Vega from Toluca up top. Where's Vela and Gio? <laughs> On the beach. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're going. You know they're going to be on the squad. You know they're going to. Sure, no, they're sh- they'll be on a squad. But I mean, come on, let's let's keep the informed players here rolling while they are. You know. Do you see anything wrong with that, Eugene? Any any alterations to the eleven? No, no. The only the only thing I was thinking of when when you're going through that was that uh, there was rumors that Henry Martin would get a look, but I don't know, he's had a couple of good. Well, games. that's why I got up, that's yeah. why I got up top. That's why I got up top with. Uh, oh, okay. With Vega, okay. yeah. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely see him. I think you know they're even talking, or Sorio's looking at him. So if you're going to call him, you might as well play him. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, you know, if they're looking to experiment. Uh, you know bring in some guys for, for a last look before going to Russia. Um, you know, you could do worse than against Bosnia. So, yeah, yeah. you bring these guys in and, and get a look at them. This yep. is the game in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm, yep. God. Hopefully the field is much better. Oh, than God. Was. I was having the... nightmares during that field last time. <laughs> a couple divots out there. <laughs> where, 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 what uh, venue are they playing at? Alamo Dome. The oh. Alamo, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The only thing the, the only thing that should be played at the Alamo Dome is the goddamn rodeo. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eugene. If you could select three Mexican players to go to Europe, who would they be? Ooh, that's a good one. It's from Cesar. That is a good one. Cesar. Oh man, now I now I really feel the pressure to, to do well on this. Yeah. Otherwise, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna hit you with the with the with the meme if you don't perform well. <laughs> Uh, let's see, three Mexican players to send. Um, all right, I guess first would be uh, I would say Jonathan Gonzalez just to just to kind of stick the knife in that much further. <laughs> um, second player, um, you know, I, I would I would like to see Jorgen Dam go go to Europe. I know. Uh, He's probably not going to get a look at the big clubs, and the little clubs probably can't afford him. But I would like to 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 see how he would do playing in a La Liga or playing in you know a Serie A or even you know a Ligue or something like that, just to see how he would do uh, with that uh, that kind of competition. And he has a German passport. <laughs> does yeah, the... <laughs> he does. 
Um, you know, so you know, seeing him in the Bundesliga as well would be would be kind of fun. I don't know if I would want to see him in, in England. I don't think that that really suits his style. Um, I mean, Everton just I, paid twenty million for Walcott. Isn't isn't Erdogan Dam just a Mexican Walcott? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and let's see, my 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 third choice. Oh god, I don't even know. Yeah, you know what? Hopefully, this I I would send Cesar simply because I don't. I'll say that because I don't want to get memed. Um, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, Brian? Uh, Edson Alvarez. Um, also, Jonathan Gonzalez because I think there's already links with him. Uh, with some European teams, not strong, but I mean, I've, it's been rumored. And then um, I would like to see P, uh, Pizarro, but I think it's, I think I've, we were talking about defense. I think I'd like to see uh, Cesar Montes since he's he's also been linked with the uh, Italy, a move to Italy. So I would like to see those three. <clears throat> I got. I'll even pick the leagues. I want to see Guti go to the Bundesliga somewhere. Nice fit where, um, yeah. Linus to replace okay. to replace uh, Chucky when Chucky leaves, <laughs> he can go to PSV. Perfect, perfect. And, and then Edson, I don't know. He can just go where he wants. But yeah, but those are the guys I'd like to go. If yeah, Jonathan Gonzalez, I think good too. I, I mean, I don't mind him staying in Monterrey. It's just. He's like he's like the by far the youngest player on that starting lineup. Isn't everyone like an international basically? Close to close to like international. Whether it's Colombia, Mexico, Uruguay, I mean they got yeah. a ton of experience on that starting eleven. Yeah, they do. All right, <laughs> here's a question from Joel Tena. I'm gonna read the whole question. Oh boy, will the Dos Santos Bros and Vela make it to Russia? Should they go? Follow up. Does Gio make lots of money from Denny's, or do they pay him in, <laughs> or do they pay him in cryptocurrency tied to the valuation of Moons Over Miami? <laughs> Brian, oh, since you brought up Gio, you could take this one. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I have no idea how they're paying Gio. Maybe with their Grand Slam breakfast um, <laughs> for, for a lifetime. I don't know. Uh, but in terms of Russia, I think Osorio Osorio likes his guys that he's seen the most. I think you've got Vela and Jonah there, but I think the guy who isn't in jeopardy is Gio. I, I think he's got to, uh, with the short time with the Galaxy that he has, he has to shine because there's there's other opportunities for other players to to you know pop up and take that spot because he's been very underwhelming when when we've seen him play. What about uh? So you're saying all three go? I say I think Osorio pretty much has Vela and Jonah, but Gio is in jeopardy. What do you think, Eugene? You think all three, two out of three, one out of three? I I have the feeling all three are going to go. I, I I kind of agree that that uh, you know Osorio is is kind of he, he I feel like he knows who he wants to 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 take with him, uh, and, and barring any injury, those those. All three of those guys are going to go, and how much playing time they get while in Russia is is up in the air. Um, you know that that you know that can depend on form, that can depend on fitness. Um, but I, I I do think all three of them uh, will will wind up going. 
Follow-up question to Eugene. Should all three go? <laughs> no. No? Um, well, I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. You know, if, if, if they, they come out strong uh, in MLS... And I, of course, everybody's got their feelings on, on that. But if they can come out strong, if they can hit the ground running uh, in MLS, then I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. You know, if they stumble out of the gate, if they're looking, uh, you know, out, out of shape, out of form, then, then yeah, you know, I mean, I've always believed in kind of having a meritocracy around your national team. And if, if you can't perform, especially in a league that, that is as scrutinized as MLS, then maybe it's you know to, to even just to avoid the, the, the inevitable questions maybe you, you shouldn't make the trip mm-hmm. final question for you eugene will there be a player from the union playing at the world cup this year no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um you know uh all, all of the all of the guys here um their their national teams aren't aren't going uh jamaica's not going uh, the United States isn't going. Bosnia's not going. Uh, and so that's that's who we have right now uh, in Philadelphia. And I, I really feel like the rest of the roster is going to be um, made up of, of academy guys and uh, you know other kind of random players that that they bring in for as trialists. Uh, so so no, I, I don't think so. At least you guys sign uh, Blake to that extension. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the the lone bright spot in what's been a, a cold, dark winter here in Philadelphia. He's like the only guy you've like. No, you guys brought in one other player, right? This oh, they, they brought they brought in Alejandro Bedoya um, uh, last year. No, the year before. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Harris Madunian in, uh, who who's been fantastic. A dude left, um, right? He retired. Yeah, a dude. Uh, he was he uh, was let go. Yeah, they they kind of just they re- they released him. They, his contract ran out yeah. at the end of the, last year. Um, and that 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 was that was su- that was such a heartbreaking thing because you know I love I love Mo I love um, loved watching him play um, when he was with the U.S. I loved uh, you know you know I had the privilege to interview him a couple times. Nicest guy you could ever ever want to talk to. And you know, it's one of those guys that, that you that you root for. You know, you want him to do well, um, even if he's not on, on a team that you're rooting for. You, you're like, yeah, this this guy's got it. You want him to do well, and um, it, it was just heartbreaking. You know, he was he was in the 18, and then his leg broke again. You know, and then and then he just right. couldn't get himself fit uh, this past year. Um, so you know, I'm hopeful he he gets picked up someplace and, and he, he puts all his health issues behind him and, and he can continue his career. Um, but just, uh, that wasn't happening here. At least you guys have a full roster. LAFC starts practice in what two weeks and they have eight guys under contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so we, we don't really have a full roster. Uh, they're still they're still open slots. Uh, they they just signed a goalkeeping coach and an assistant coach today because we had had uh, we'd had those positions open for for weeks if not a month now. Um, it's the the lack of of any signings on field and off field have really uh, tested the, the the resolve and and the patience of a lot of fans here, and it's um. 
I don't know, man. If they if they don't if they don't come out the gate swinging, if they don't do something, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly here this year. Well, at least you always have Landon Donovan at Leon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's only I think a six hour flight away. <laughs> at least you guys got the Sixers. Yeah, Sixers I, I'm not. I'm a big basketball guy, but apparently they're doing really well this year. So, uh, the Eagles are in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't, I don't miss anything because I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I'm not an Eagles fan, but you know, I don't want. I'm gonna let that one go. I'm just gonna. Keep <laughs> <myself> on <that> <laughs> one. <laughs> Any final words, Brian? Where we sign off on this two-hour-long podcast, which I will probably cut to two episodes. <laughs> the more, the merrier. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I just hope we can uh, keep doing some more of these. Hopefully, maybe after the uh, Bosnia game, and then do some updates. Maybe Landon's got some playing time, and Menez for America, and you know more storylines to cover in Mexicans abroad. Anything else, Eugene? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me on. I, you know, I definitely appreciate it, and uh, you know, thanks uh, for and everyone listening uh, who who read my article. Uh, y'all are the best. Where can the fans find you? Only because I love your Twitter handle. <laughs> Thank you. My, my Twitter handle is Golazo Del Gringo. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Easy, you easy to find. Yeah, uh, mine's Brian RMW. And then obviously my articles at, are at uh, thestoppagetime.com. I'll be definitely ramping up the League MX uh, coverage this, up this season and this year. So keep an eye out for some English coverage. Gotta get a new handle, bro. That's like boring. You gotta step up. I know. <laughs> Are you still writing for uh, Brotherly Love? I know you stepped down as editor, but you still posting some stuff over there, Eugene. Over at the over at Brotherly Game. Brotherly. Uh, yeah, every every so often, um, as as time permits, I, I, I do like to fire off uh, an article here and there. But primarily, I'm I'm going to be covering uh, Tijuana for for FMF State of Mind. Very nice. One final thing about we talked about globalization. Do you think it helps the Cholos that they have an English system out there that helps them sign, sign these uh, Americans, these young Americans? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, look at the guys that have come up through their ranks, or, or, or you know, North Americanos who have played for them. Uh, you know, Paul Paul Ariola. Um, I mean, he came up through, through the through the Galaxy's uh, system. Cholo signed him, and then they went and sold him to DC United. Joe Corona, you know, he's now on loan to Club America. Um, you know, if, if he moves, that's another person that they they developed, and they were able to, to you know, in, in, in essence, flip. They were able to, to take a guy from from Southern California, train him up, and, and send him to one of the biggest clubs in in the Western Hemisphere. Um, you know, they've they've got some other good talent in the pipeline. Um, you know, Alejandro Guido is starting to get. Uh, minutes, you know, now, and he looks he looks very promising. He's featured with the, the United States under 20s, I think it was, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't see any downside in, in that whatsoever. I think what they're doing is is a fantastic model, um, you know, for a club that's, that's, that's celebrated their 11th uh, anniversary yesterday to be in the first division of Mexico to have had these these players these great players uh, that, that have come through the, their system or that have even played for them is really a testament to how well that system works and how um you know 
their location has provided them benefits being right there on the border and, and being able to to utilize that and, and, and take advantage of that. So who, who's the last team to get English content? Chivas? Do we all agree? Because <laughs> if, uh, if there's one fan base which will cause an uproar if they start tweeting in English, it has to be Chivas. I don't Uh-oh. think so. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it's somebody, like, I'm going to say it's going to be Veracruz. Well, like, what about, um, like, the, the big teams? I think Chivas would be the last one. Maybe Chivas or Pumas might be the yeah. last. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, man, that that one's hard. I mean, I, I feel like if, 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 if Club America winds up doing English language content and does it well, you're going to see Cruz Azul do it right away. You're going to see Pumas do it right away because there's no way that America can do something and those guys not want to do it. And I feel like Chivas will fall in line shortly thereafter. I think it's going to be one of the smaller clubs that that – just kind of drags their feet and just doesn't do it, you know. Yeah. One thing to keep in mind with Club America is they do that uh, that tour Aguila every year now in the U.S. So they would it just makes so much sense. So yeah. Much sense. You know, I mean, the, the the teams already they they play a lot of them play friendlies here. Um, you know, I I've seen Chivas play in, in Philadelphia. I've seen Pumas play in Philadelphia. Um, I've seen uh, against the Union. I've seen Club America play against, uh, I think it was Puebla last year. Um, you know, so these teams are already coming through the United States. They're, they're going to these big cities. They're going to cities with large Mexican-American populations, and they're doing these things. Uh, they're also doing a lot of things behind the scenes that I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, most uh, most teams have a Fuerzas Básicas in the United States, um, you know, and, and for a lot of them, it's not really an academy. I mean, I know Sholos have have academies in New Jersey and in the Carolinas and in Southern California, but uh, Rados, for instance, has these Fuerzas Básicas in uh, large cities, but they also have them in places like Arkansas. Um, and, and and it's more of a branding exercise. You know, their kids uh, in, in these communities that go to play for these Fuerzas Básicas and, you know, they, they get the Rayados name and they, they, you know, these kids grow up and they can say, you know, oh, I played for, you know, I played for Rayados when I was, you know, eight, ten years old. And, and they've created a fan, you know, and I think they're doing a lot of that sort of legwork, um, which is really, really hard and really um, labor intensive, really uh, time intensive and, and, and it costs a lot. Um, you know, so for me, when I see them not tweeting English or, or not having a functioning website, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, what? These are these are the easiest things. To do. Right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, everyone, and yeah, I'll post this up, and yeah, I hope we get some more of these, and yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for the yeah, We'll see. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you.